0: Today, we are going to be talking about Smurfs, The Lost Village, and Going In Style. In addition to that, I'm going to be giving my follow-up on the movie Life, so stay tuned. Welcome to The Real Review. Welcome to The Real Review, sponsored by Parametric and Lazy Ape Studios, where you get some of the latest happenings, real thoughts, and perspectives in the world of film and television. And today, I am here with... Mr. Joel wishes April would just have her baby giraffe already, Cunningham. <laughs> and who am I today, Joel? <laughs> well, before that, let me just say, I have not watched that. Is that. Are you watching the stream? It shows up. in No, I'm not watching it. It just shows up in my feed just every shows up in 30 feed. seconds. Yeah. I've
1: seen it like 15 times. I've had 15 people <laughs> ask me, but um, geez, I have not a chance to. But uh, today I'm here with Matt. Uh, 100 calories
0: or less hay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> which is due to our Red Vine package we yes. have sitting here right on the Unofficially table. Unofficially sponsored by Red Vines and LaCroix. And LaCroix. That's, that's not how you say it, but I Croix-y. like saying Lecroix
1: I like that. I like that a lot. How are you doing, Matt? I'm doing good,
0: man. How about yourself? I'm doing great. I'm excited to talk about these
1: films. I know which is you are. surprising, because if people listened to our coming soon last week, we were not we super were not excited. excited, right. Yeah, so...
0: Yeah, so that is good to know because I had did not think you'd be excited to talk about these <laughs> thing, things. So, uh, yeah, if you're new to the show, uh, just to kind of give you a quick rundown, um, it, this is really kind of where the fans and the critics' perspective collide. Mm-hmm. So critics, you're going to get people that are like really nitpicky, maybe negative towards film, really looking mm-hmm. for something really cinematically yeah. incredible. Yeah. So I'd put Joel in that section. <laughs> That's me. On the fan side, <laughs> you're just gonna mostly, mostly get people who are who are maybe just wanting to be in, entertained. Yeah. Uh, maybe you know connect with a couple characters or a couple of events in a film, and not necessarily looking at all the little critical nitpicky parts of the film and mm-hmm. that probably represents me a little bit more yeah, well i do appreciate so. it appreciate the, the <laughs> you can get detailed yeah too. i could totally get into, the get into the deets but all the intellectualizing and stuff right <laughs> <laughs> but um that's how it works and so we try to give you a good blend of both of those perspectives um in addition to that if you want to get a hold of us, we are, are very active on the social media interwebs of the uh, cinematic internet universe. Mm-hmm. That's not really a thing, but I'm going to make it a thing. We are turning it into a universe. Yes, cinematic everything else is these days. internet <laughs> universe of social medias. Very good. Anyway, so um, you can find us on <laughs> Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at Real Review Media. Um, we're posting stuff on there. We have our website, RealReviewMedia.com, and mm-hmm. then you can email us with questions or insights or anything like that at uh, real review media at gmail.com yeah and that's how you can do that
1: very awesome you know the other thing we do really well what's up We as reviewers, I feel like and this is I was talking about this earlier, I feel like all the other reviewers out there for the most part are like yay or nay on films. Yeah. And we're good we do good with that kind of like, hey, we're gonna tell you what's good, we're gonna tell you what's bad. Yeah. And I like that about us. I totally
0: like that about us. Especially like that
1: you about you, Matt.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Why thanks, Joel. Yeah, and the other thing we also do very, very well is we get right into it. So. Yeah, so we get right into it. And yeah. so with that, we're going to get into Joel's favorite movie of the year so far, which is which is Smurfs, The Lost Village. Why don't you go ahead and kick us off on that one, Joel? Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. so Smurfs, The Lost Village is a film that was released this weekend.
1: It is about a, well, it's an all new take as they're calling it on the Smurfs. I think it's more of a... I did some research on this. It's a, it's kind of a reboot of a sorts. Prequel
0: to the Blue Man, it, Man Group. Yes, there okay. you go. Exactly.
1: <laughs> it is a remake of sorts because the last Smurfs movies had actually had some live sector. Stack- live action with elements Doogie to Hauser. them with Doogie Howser yes. and everything like that. This is the first one that was fully animated and mm. so a lot of people are saying it's kind of like a reboot. It's also a reboot in regards to the story and some of the voice acting. Um, it's about a mysterious map that sets Smurfette and her friends brainy, clumsy, and hefty on an exciting race through the Forbidden Forest leading to the discovery of the biggest secret in Smurf history. <laughs> I love That's how you
0: can a... barely like get through that without giggling. <laughs> it's just so ridiculous. <laughs> but
1: it's awesome. So it has the voice acting of a number of people uh, it is Demi Lovato's Smurfette uh Rain Wilson is Gargamel Gargamel. Sorry. Almost that yeah. Uh Jack McBriar is clumsy. Danny uh Pudi, who is from one of my favorite choice community. Yeah. Um, he did a great job there. i Yeah, and then you got Mandy Patinkin from Papa Smurf, and you've got Joe Mang- Manganiello from, who's Hefty Smurf, yeah. which I really feel like is a miscasting of names, or mis- like a misnaming, I understand is probably with the cartoon, but he's not really hefty. He's more bulky. He's a buff guy. Yeah. What do you think hefty? You think kind of like that.
0: Maybe maybe they just <laughs> couldn't do Meathead Smurf or something. Yeah, all right. Something. Well, okay, so let me, get, let me
1: get into my review of this one right here. So you know, we mentioned that Matt and I had talked about this in the Coming Soon episode. I had a very low threshold of expectation for this. I was not expecting a whole lot from it because it just really, it's not my bag of tea. It seemed very like, you know, they're just trying to spin off all these different sequ- sequels. And also, of a sudden you laughing at my bag of tea. Bag of tea, yeah. yeah not, so, my bag of tea. Um, and I, so, I didn't have very high expectations from this. And I think the amount of people that were in the theater was also a good indication of probably the, the general population's... Yeah excitement for this type of movie coming out. But overall, I was actually very much impressed with it didn't feel like they were trying to do anything pandery. Okay. It didn't feel like they were just kind of trying to spit out another Smurf film. It okay. really felt like they were trying to sort of honor or go with the original idea and concept behind the Smurf films, which I think, you know, I don't know if that was present in the last two Smurf films. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen them either. Yeah, but it really felt like they were actually trying to do something that was like a bit original, more so. Like with the Smurfs and the Smurf story, you know, you're going on this venture with Smurfette and the, you know, Hidden Forest and all this other stuff. Um, That, I also thought the the animation was decent. Yeah. I didn't think it was bad. I thought it was good. It was serviceable. And the other big thing is I think um, there was, I can't say it was a funny movie. (laughs) The humor was... I would say more of like a little kid kind of elementary school would probably laugh at a lot, especially a lot of the physical right, humor right. with like, you know. stuff. Yeah, I mean, there's, you know, the one scene where they're all getting munched on by the flowers and the one guy's like screaming. Yeah. And the part where they're freaking out in the cave and the one where he gets hits and hit in the groin. And, yeah. You know, you got all that kind of classic kind of kid type humor stuff. The moments that I actually found kind of like that I kind of laughed about and giggled at the most were... Giggled. Yeah. (laughs) um, Were the moments really about the characters interacting with each other because I think they did do a decent enough job with creating understandable, relatable characters. So the characters had a distinct feel and personality to all of them. Yeah. Um, Interestingly enough, even... Even all the random ones that you meet later on, in, like the hidden village, all the the, the Smurfette girls, the yeah. the girl Smurfs. I don't know if they're Spoiler or yeah, sorry, spoilers, <laughs> but uh, I mean that's so all over the preview. But you know, um, they all seem to have their own. You know, Michelle Rodriguez is like the, the independent, like strong-willed girl that fights and kills everything in in, right. in front of her, and she had a strong, good personality as well. So I enjoyed that, and I think the humor really came in the interaction between the two. Uh, the people, and I really enjoyed actually Gargamel's role in it. I think he was the funniest to me. Yeah. There was a couple moments, I think just with some of the way that he would treat things and the way that he would treat it. Some of them were a bit like, wow, that's animal abuse kind of. <laughs> it felt a little bad to laugh at, but I did like the way that he was treating the different um, interactions and the, the the dynamic between a lot of the characters. I mean, a funny one to me was like, You know, this was directed by one of the co-directors, we talked about this, the co-directors of Strike 2, and one of the things that I love so much about Strike 2 is that the humor was so, like, unexpected. You know, there was just so many things that would happen. You're like, oh my gosh, that's layers. I would have never expected that. <laughs> and there was a couple elements of that at play, like the scene where he's putting together the potion and he's like talking about all the different things that he's putting in and he goes, and hair of cat. And he, you know, jumps to the cat and the cat's like, what? And he's like missing a chunk of hair. Yeah. Like, Which again goes with this the, the animal yeah. abuse thing. But <laughs> it, was funny, it was funny just because, you know, you weren't really expecting it. Um, the bads were, it was very, to me, childish in a yeah. lot of ways, very elementary in a lot of ways, very predictable plot. You kind of knew where it was going from the beginning all the way through to the end. Um, there wasn't anything groundbreaking as far as theme. Um, it was, I, I think it was kind of a story of finding yourself and the value of friendship, which is very standard for like a a kids type movie. Yeah. Um, but it was approached in a very obvious way of like, well, we just need to support each other and trust each other and love you know, wins the day. Especially right. with the ending, you know, the Fahu Dore type yeah. <laughs> oh <my laughs> Dr. Gosh, Soup's yeah. ending. <laughs> so um so yeah, Matt, what what are some of your thoughts? I've talked a lot here.
0: Yeah, I know. Um I I just was like I kind of felt just meh overall. The, the big mm-hmm. thing with this this movie, it's it's definitely pointed towards a very young demographic very yeah. juvenile um i didn't really find it funny i giggled a couple times that like some of the things like i'd mentioned to you earlier yeah. um uh like some of the characterizations that probably was my favorite part i never yeah. really laughed out loud at anything but it did kind of like <laughs> you yeah. know like that was yeah. kind of a, a giggle worthy moment like nosy mm-hmm. he has this moment where like he like pokes his head into a situation he's like well let's go what's going on here guys like, nothing and, and they're like nothing he's like mm, okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> just stuff like yeah. that I was like oh, that's kind of funny yeah. uh, even at the very beginning when they're like introducing all this smurfs like mm-hmm. Like, one of, the, one of the Smurfs says, Hi, Laundry Smurf. Like, yeah, they, like just, they have their own thing. Yeah, the
1: one that just... <laughs> well, I thought things like that were... And, like, the one that bites the table. Yeah. It's, like, the table-biting Smurf. Yeah. And then at the very end of the movie, they revisit that, and they're yeah. all dancing on the table, and you just see them there still <laughs> biting the table. I mean, that kind of stuff is funny to me because so, it's unexpected, Right, I guess. so
0: the characterization stuff, like, they, they put thought into that. That was funny, but the actual stuff that I felt like they were trying to, like, make funny mm-hmm. wasn't um, the... There is a lot of slapstick humor stuff that I oh, yeah. that I know my my 5-year-old and my 3 3-year-old would absolutely love. Yeah. And it's just kind of one of those things where it, it didn't hit me. You know, I'm I'm so used to seeing I'm probably spoiled, but I'm so used to seeing animated <laughs> films that cater to both the young and right. the older audience and yeah. Pixar is kind of famous Pixar's for that. Pixar's good
1: with that. Dreamworks can do it. Yes, well. as of yeah. recently. Yeah.
0: Um but the it didn't it didn't hit it's, it's very much for an elementary crowd. Um uh, the other side of it is, um, yes, the 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 story was so vanilla, like even less. It was it was entirely predictable, where you know, Oh, this is gonna be one of those things where they hold hands at the end and everything gets better.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And what do you want to say? I, that was a, I saw it coming. I'm like, there's no way they're going to do what they did and just leave that. I was going to give it a lot of credit if they did go there. Wow. That just got dark. Yeah. That just really dark, but you know, they didn't, they didn't do that. Um, so I think this is the first of two movies that Sony Animation, Sony Pictures Animation, is really? releasing for this year. Okay. The other one, which I'm just like, oh my! Every time I see it, I just get more and more upset. What is to it? To the point where it's almost funny to me. The Emoji Movie.
0: Oh yeah.
1: Yeah, which they played as a preview for this in the as a you know right, you know, right. As a trailer for this film, and I'm just like, what is that? Who? Where? Yeah. You know? So I, what I'll say is like you know. Maybe this is like this was their attempt to go with something a little bit, you know, trying to keep with an old premise, but you know, because that I will say the thing about the emoji movie is it's it is very random. I mean, I don't know anybody that would have thought like let's make a movie out of the little like icons that you can put on your phone. You know what I mean? So maybe they're maybe they're just trying some different stuff. I mean, it feels like with this film they went away from the they listened to their audience a little bit. They went away from the pushback that they got with the live action elements yeah. and their original Smurf type style stuff. And, you know, they listened to them and I, I feel like if they had made this movie first, then it would have been a great kind of launching pad for it. But I feel like too little too late right. is a big part of it. And, um, yeah. So overall, I mean, it wasn't as bad as I was expecting. I was expecting, you know, a, a failure of a film to just die. Right. You know, hate I think I was going to hate it, yeah. but yeah, I just, I, I love feeling okay. Well, yeah. what,
0: what would you rate of this thing? On a scale of, oh,
1: you know, doing the A to F thing, I'd probably put it about a 73, 74. So okay. C C minus range.
0: I would say if if the goal for me, if the goal was specifically just to cater towards young kids mm-hmm. and, and they're not and they're not and their demographic yeah. isn't for any anybody older than fifth or sixth grade. Yeah. Um, I would say that they've they've Probably had a successful movie yeah. on their hands, yeah. um, and I would give it a I would give it a C minus. Also, probably seventy. Gotcha. Uh, actually, you know what? I'm gonna go sixty nine percent. And that's just because I Lauren gave never time here. Right. So I'm gonna sixty nine percent D um, and that's that's because I don't want to rate it the same that I rated Ghost in the Shell, because I like Ghost in the Shell a little bit better. <laughs> that's fair. But, that's um, very fair. <laughs>
1: well, and I, I just came off of seeing Boss Baby. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. I laughed at this one. I enjoyed this one more. I think I gave Boss Baby the D-plus rating. Yeah. I, I laughed at this one more. Okay. And I thought it was more interesting right. and it was more grounded. Okay. I think this one just <laughs> felt- crazy. yeah. It's so weird to hear you say. So the Smurf movie was so much more grounded <laughs> I'm in not reality. saying it was grounded. <laughs> just more, a little bit, a little bit more. I mean, he, hey, Matt, I mean, it's realistic. He throws balls and it causes people to freeze. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a very realistic thing, you know, Matt? <laughs> so, no, I'm just saying, like, I, I could relate to it. I could connect to it a little bit better. Right. Okay. Yeah. The- I, uh, the world rules kind of fit <laughs> yeah. so yeah awesome very similar to very similar there. There. Yep. there you go
0: <laughs> so that is it for our review of Smurfs The Peace. Lost Village uh, this next movie I actually did not get a chance to see um, I was kind of interested in seeing what it was all about. Seems like it has a demographic uh, audience of the opposite end of the age <laughs> spectrum. Yeah. But uh, Joel, you did get to see this movie. Um, I it's did. it's uh, going in style, right? Yes, going in style. And this movie stars
1: three big names. Yeah. And that's kind of I think the big draw on it for a lot of people: Morgan Freeman, Michael Caine, Alan Arkin. Uh, the film is about a desperate group that is wanting to pay their bills and come through for their loved ones and basically these three lifelong pals uh, that i just mentioned mm-hmm. risk it all by embarking on a daring bid to knock off a bank that has supposedly been the one to abscond with their money so it's and okay so it's been directed by Zach Braff which yep. is a big shocker for me in a lot of ways if you if you look at the movies he's made prior to this it's interesting yeah most of his films have been very indie Mm -hmm. um very non-standard non-linear type elements to the stories and the the overall story arcs and everything and this is probably the most studio-friendly film that I've seen Zach Braff make ever oh okay um so it might be his attempt to kind of maybe win his relevancy back into because he kind of went on a long hiatus of really not doing much of anything sorry directing wise and so I'm thinking maybe he's trying to, and you mentioned he's got a couple other projects that looks like he's going to be spitting out of the next little while. So maybe it's kind of his way of saying like, hey, you know, Kiss the ring a little bit. I'm gonna mm. stop trying to do my own thing yeah. and and kind of come into the fold a little bit and do some stuff that's a little bit more mainstream. Um, and unfortunately, that's what you do see a lot of times. A lot of directors is in order to kind of get in to do the types of pictures that they want to do and get the notoriety that they want to get. Yeah. A lot of times they'll have to do. Like Christopher Nolan is a great example of that he did Insomnia. Yep. Which isn't a bad film at all. Right. But. It was very much his most studio film that he'd done, and that was kind of his first big one that he did. And then since then, he's had the ability to kind of do more. Yeah. So I'm thinking that might be a little bit of what's going on at play here. The film itself, so to talk about the actual film, um, it wasn't a bad film. I think the best element that was at play with this film was the main cast of characters. Okay, So I think the relationship, you know, Michael Caine, Alan Arkin, Morgan Freeman, they all have their own distinct personalities, their own flavor, and they did well they were they did work very well with each other right you know i did get the impression and did get the feel that these are definitely actors that have kind of past their prime Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways and then not to attack anybody of that age that's doing the acting thing but it definitely felt a little bit flat at times with some of their acting yeah there wasn't a lot of strong emotional depth to the characters if you know what i mean yeah there was a couple moments where they would kind of get upset and there was a couple moments they kind of laugh with each other and have fun but it kind of their characters were a little bit flat but their relationship felt honest their relationship felt real and it was i mean they kind of they felt like good characters i think the strongest personality out of all The other the all three of them was Alan Arkin. Oh, cool. Because he kinda plays like this like ticked off kind of I don't know. He's good at playing a ticked off guy. Right, yeah. (laughs) So that was kind of his big thing. And he did that the best, but even with him, it still felt kind of flat. Okay. You know, it felt like he was like that, but it was just like, yeah, I'm gonna kind of do it. I think um the film itself is very it's very easily accessible. It's it's not the kind of film you're gonna go into and expect a lot. I mean, the first like the very beginning of the film, and I'll just talk about this a little bit. It's not spoiling too much. But, you know, they kind of open the film with this scene where Michael Caine is in the bank and he's trying to talk to them about his house is going to get foreclosed upon. And then the bank gets, the bank gets robbed by this mm. guy, this group of three guys that are doing a really great job. And that kind of sets an emotion. So the reason for why he wants to do it, and not the reason for why, but his thinking that he could do it or should do it. Okay, And that scene was interesting because it felt very strange it felt very off there was a couple shots that were out of focus there was actually a shot where they kind of you know i don't know if you're familiar with the, you probably about the 180 rule yeah um they totally missed the 180 rule and i'm like whoa what's going on here weird and so just some random stuff were happening there and the 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 thing was it's not an action movie mm-hmm. so i was kind of on i was understanding and okay with the fact that they just they didn't really nail the opener you know it just kind of fell a little flat for me but then that kind of continued on throughout the rest of the course of the movie where everything changed, just yeah. yeah it just kind of was like okay Everything was just like, "Mm, okay, that's it. That is what it is. And there were some chuckles. I think the the funniest moment of the entire movie was close to like the middle, which was very strange. So there's kind of this point in the movie where they all three decide that they want to, you know, do the robbery and they're going to take care of that. And so in order to do that, they're trying to warm up to it and get familiar with it. But Alan, I'd say actually two of them have. Alan's kind of not quite there yet. It takes a little bit more for him to get on board. And so they go and they rob this store. And okay. that's probably the funniest part. Like I mean, a dry it's just, run. Yeah, they give it a dry run, <laughs> and it's like it's you know it's this true value type store. It's like <laughs> they're putting this stuff in their clothes, and they're trying to run away, and <laughs> I they, them like that an, yeah, they get like yeah they get like an electric <laughs> golf cart, and they're like running down the road or not electric electric uh, shopping cart. Okay, you know what I mean? They're riding down the road, and he's like you know throwing flour on her to get her like you know make her. Not be able to see them and stuff. The police <laughs> officer chasing them from the, the store security. So that was like the funniest part. And yeah. the funny thing was, like, as soon as that—that that was like the high point. Okay. And then from that point on, it just kind of felt very flat. It actually okay. kind of felt like a little lower up to the point where they do the robbery. And then the robbery was kind of okay. It it didn't, it didn't last super long. And I think there was also an element that was in play. There's one of these characters that was in the film, and he was like the. I think one of the worst over actors that I've ever seen in my entire life. Really? In a, well, not in my entire life, but at least in this scene, um, he's one of the bank manager guys. Okay. And he's just like, he is just going crazy in the scene. And I think, I feel like if they had taken his role and like taken a bit of his energy. Rolled it back a little and bit. And rolled it back and like put that into the other three actors. Yeah. You know, then that would have like made the film a little bit more. <laughs> I think if that was the big thing for me is if I, if I felt like the, the main three characters, the cast of characters had kind of, been more sold on it and been more committed to it and felt stronger about the elements that were going on, then it would have probably had a bit more of an interest to me. It's not going to ground, it's not going to be, it's very straightforward. You know what's going to happen from the beginning to the end. It's one of those movies that you could like on a weekend or like if you're just lackadaisically at home and you turn it on, you can just kind of zone out to it and not really think about it. It's just kind of happening. I think the older demograph will probably love the movie and probably really enjoy it. Um for what it is, because they they do approach it in a very. If like three old guys, older guys, were actually going to rob a bank, I mean that's probably how it would go down.
0: So you're saying it's you more know? grounded in reality than Smurfs, right? Yes, okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: much more grounded, man. Come on, man. but um, so it it works, but that also makes it kind of boring, you right, know. Right. And again, nothing against I, you know, I have a grandma still. I've you know yeah. I <laughs> had grandparents and I love old people, but it. It, nobody thinks it like with an older person that they're like the most exciting, you know what I mean? Right. You're not going to take an old person and go clubbing or something. And that kind of trans, now I'm visualizing, this, <laughs> but it, that kind of transposes itself into the, into the films, into the characters, yeah. into the acting. And so I think if there'd just been a little bit more energy to those roles, yeah. then that would have
0: been fine. So Interesting.
1: any, any thoughts, any questions, Matt?
0: No, I think, I think, uh, how you're describing it is exactly how I pictured it to yeah. be. Yeah. Um, Interesting about some of the, like like the one eighty roll, but with the with with that group of people, I think it's first of all I think it's really cool. Yeah, to see the the three actors and main guys. Yeah, they were great just to together. together. Yeah, yeah. Um, I had actually heard it's kind of funny <laughs> from a, uh, a fellow reviewer mm-hmm. that. Um, this is kind of like the third movie in a Morgan Freeman "I'm About to Die" trilogy. Oh, that is true. Yeah. So he was in the Las bu- Vegas, Las Vegas, in the Bucket List. The bucket list.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's kind of hilarious. Hopefully, that's not a sign of <laughs> things. I mean, the thing is, in the film, that is funny. Actually, the film he's like, he's like, I'm going to die pretty soon, and right. he was actually on the cusp of dying. So, I oh mean, my gosh. Hopefully, that you know. Hopefully, I mean, I don't want to spoil anything with the film, obviously, but right. Like, Hopefully he's not doing that on purpose. You know what I mean? Right, like, right. I don't know. Clint Eastwood, I mean, Clint Eastwood made his last Western movie. And in that movie, um, he's playing this old man that, and it won a bunch of awards, but like he's playing this old man that's kind of like, you know, dying and has to fight this final battle and everything like right. that. And I think, I remember hearing about that movie and thinking even, that it, even at my age, like, hopefully that doesn't mean that like he's really going to die or right. something like that. And he didn't, you know, he lived on. He's made some great movies afterwards. So yeah, yeah. hopefully there's like. 15 20 30 years left of these careers so, after, so.
0: I think what I might end up doing yeah. is uh checking this out on a rainy day at yeah. home yeah when nothing else is going on
1: yeah it's not gonna it, like it's not gonna redefine cinema <laughs> it's not gonna like reclassify what this type of film could be or anything it just really feels like it's just a very simple film that'll you'll giggle a couple times and kind of go eh, that was nice you but. think
0: you think the older demographic would enjoy it more
1: yeah I think Mainly because, again, because it probably is very relatable. Okay. And I, again, that's not meant as attack. hack. Right, 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 right. Yeah, you know, for an older demographic that's listening sure. to our podcast. But it's just made to be, it's, they come across as very relatable elderly people. And so okay. I think for an elderly audience, that would be very relatable. Cool. Cool. Oh, well, nice. What would you rate yeah. this thing? So on a scale of, you know, the A to F again, I'd probably put this a little higher than Smurfs. I'd probably put it. I don't know, probably around a 75, okay, 76. Cool. Still a C, though. Yeah. Solid
0: C. Solid C. There you go. Well, that rounds out our review of Going In Style. Um, I want to take the next couple minutes because I actually did get a chance to see Life.
1: Yes, yeah, so this is I, a
0: follow-up. This because is a follow-up. We, we talked, talked about, about it last week, and right. you saw it. I didn't get a chance to see it. I really wanted to see it because it kind of had, like, some horror vibes, and yes. that's kind of my jam. <laughs> and so um, I got a chance to see it. First thing I would say, it's... I felt, I felt like it was a little less than a horror yes. than it was more of a thriller. At horrific elements? Yes.
1: But not a horror Not yes. a horror
0: movie. Because um, I, I don't think there was a single time where I was like jumping in my seat, you know? <laughs> there it, was
1: one scene, I think, one... where I
0: jumped. Okay. Yeah. So may- maybe With the w- thing coming out of the. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it's funny. So yeah. I really liked it. I yeah. really liked life. Um, I will say that I, I enjoyed how the. Um, First of all, I like the way that it was filmed. Uh, You had mentioned in the last one how uh, there was this one shot at the beginning, and (laughs) that was really great, actually. Yeah, the one Um, shot
1: is spectacular. I've actually heard a lot of people complimenting it for that as well. Yeah, Yeah.
0: and um, I think it does. it's effective, and it introduces you to everybody, Mm -hmm. kind of what their roles are. You get a little bit of background, a little bit. At the same time, you get uh, a sense of the claustrophobic feel of the space station. Yeah. And so it's kind of... almost introducing the space station as a character. So you can kind of, cause you're going to be there for the next hour and a half or whatever it is. Yeah. And, um, I, I really enjoyed that aspect of it. I thought just the way that it was filmed looked really cool. It was, it was very, everything was very eerie, cold yeah. and dark. And yeah. it, it made me feel like I was in space.
1: Yeah. For me, it reminded me most of the movie gravity,
0: right? Yeah. I did yeah. have that vibe. Um I did like I did like the alien design the space octopus I thought was really <laughs> I thought that design was cool. Yeah there's some people I,
1: I keep going I, I want to ask you specifically about the alien design. I think if it
0: looked point. I think if it I think if the CG was would have been worse it would have been bad but I thought the CG Agreed. was pretty good on the it. The thing
1: I, I totally agree with that aspect. The thing that I've heard a lot of people having more of an issue with is actually in the later portions of the film Mm -hmm. so the alien goes through a couple iterations right i don't want to spoil anything obviously but um he levels up he levels up right (laughs) Gets more powerful and certain appendages and things start to get added to the alien would pop out of somewhere right what i heard a lot of people complaining about the sort of the third stage version of the alien um i'm just gonna say he has a face yeah and so there was a lot of people that felt that that was a bit of a disservice like they just had to add the face to this creature to make it somehow more imposing because it, it can exist and live without the face. We've seen it grow and become more, right. you know, it, it can feed and everything by absorbing the energy that's around it, absorbing the right. liquids and stuff. around. It. So, I mean, did you have any feelings on that?
0: No, I thought it was totally fine. All right. Um, the, like I said, if they set it up real, real, really well at the beginning. Yeah. How basically this thing could like before it even becomes a, into an actual shape, how they say it can, you know, it could it create different limbs. It can like yeah. go, it could basically do whatever it wants. You yeah, know? It's like an octopus. It can squish
1: itself really tight. I right. mean, it's really hard to kill because, you know, like an octopus, you can, not that you should, but right. you could, you could <laughs> chop off a tentacle and it would, you know, keep doing its octopus. Right. Thing. Again, now they should. All <laughs> right.
0: So the, um the, the one negative side I would say to this film um, is I I cared for the characters, the actors, because they were the only people in the film. There wasn't really a lot of people. Right. But even like the main character, let's say the main character is Jake Gyllenhaal and Rebecca Ferguson. Yeah. I cared for them, but not as like super, I wasn't super emotionally attached to them. Yeah. So um, I would say that with everybody in the movie, as people died, I was like, ooh, that was crazy. Yeah. But, you know, they're dead. Okay, so hopefully these other people can, we'll see what they can do, you know? <laughs> yeah,
1: I and I would agree with that. I think part of the reason that it's harder was hard to connect, we talked a bit about this before we started the podcast, but part of the reason that it was just difficult for me to connect with them in a deeper ways is because the decisions that they made, and this is fine, but the decisions that they made were very clinical in nature. They were very, like, scientific method, like, this means that, that means that, we have to do this because of procedure, and da-da-da, and that's fine. And they were maybe uncharacteris- uncharacteristically selfless. right right exactly anti-human and, right again that's fine but when you see people one suffering because of those poor decisions right it feels weird because it's like well these people are trying to do the right thing and they're dealing with it. and this isn't a horror film it's right. more of a suspense action film so if it's a horror film then that would make more sense because you in horror films everybody dies whether they're doing the right thing whether they're doing the wrong thing right you know you don't want to see the people that are doing the right thing die so that was one thing that made it hard to deal with i think if the The most relatable moment for me was like Jake Gyllenhaal's scene where he's like trying to get his you know, girlfriend, I guess, whatever she was, to sort of come back into the spaceship and she doesn't want to go in there right. because he's making the wrong decision yeah. and that felt very human, yep. whereas outside of that, everything else felt very clinical and very procedural and very lacking of human reality and right. so you don't get a chance to really connect with them as people. Right. And so again, I understand why they were making clinical decisions, yeah. but- you, if you can't relate to them as a person then it's harder to like empathize with the, the things that they're going through
0: so yeah and that's that's entirely true and there you could argue that the, even the initial guy the the main like guy who was interacting with it up front was yeah. making some of those human errors but I, I um, a couple of them do right you so know I, what keep, I mean I keep feeling like this movie gets praised for the the cast making the non traditional like horror thriller like dumb decisions yeah which which I agree with to an extent. I also agree with your part too. But yeah. maybe maybe another one or two like dumb decisions. <laughs> yeah, would have.
1: I, I don't even need to have a dumb decision. I need to have a selfish decision. Okay, like so somebody the, doing something just because they want to do it. Right. Because people are, you know, unfortunately, we're all selfish people, and right. we kind of do some things sometimes just for our own sake. Right. 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 It would have made them
0: more relatable. There's one scene in particular where this this and this is this is a great explanation of that like the dumb horror movie decisions he's <laughs> he's hiding in like a, a sleep chamber yeah and the alien like goes away and like in every horror movie the person whether it be like a person hiding in a closet or hiding somewhere right what the first thing they do is they like they're oh they're gone and then they poke their head out and then you know right the bad guy's still there so yeah. there's an instance of that where that decision doesn't happen and you're like oh I like that. Well, so that
1: was the thing that I had a problem with with that scene is that scene It came across to me almost like, I don't know if he made that on purpose because I don't know if he did that on accident. No, I or feel if like he did, he did on, do it on purpose. But I, I don't know. And because the thing was, he can feel that portion of his body. He had no sensation there. No, no, that's a different so, guy. Oh, you're talking about a different I'm guy. I'm talking about scene. the guy in
0: the, like, the, the pod, the oh, sleep that. pod. Yes. Yeah. That was great. He goes to push a green button. He's like, nope. Yep. That was very
1: great. Yeah. Except <laughs> here's the thing that whole idea of there being rules and they've set up throughout the entire rest of the movie that these people are going to make the right decision for the right reason at the right time. And so it was really uncharacteristic for him. Then at that point for me, for him to suddenly decide, well, I'm just going to do this completely stupid thing. And just come out of my pod here. He didn't though. That's what yeah. I'm telling you. What are you talking about then?
0: I'm I think you're talking about wrong. a different scene. There's like dude. two different
1: scenes that I'm talking about here. One is where there's an alien hiding on a person. Yeah, it's then, not. That's not yeah, that. And then the other one was a person hiding from an alien inside of something. Yes, but yes. He,
0: As soon as the thing. Okay, so we're going on a tangent here, <laughs> but that's totally okay. So I'm cut like seventy-five percent. <laughs> right, right, right. So he. Uh, the, he's there and the like the, the alien's there and it's like squeezing around the thing and yes. it's like and it's it's kind of like you know stress, and then it goes yeah, yeah, away and then yeah. he yeah. like goes to like release get out of the pod he doesn't right that made sense to me right that's that what I'm talking sense. about yeah but later because there was a hole later he gets out because there's a hole in it
1: no he doesn't get out because a hole he realizes that there's another ship docking and he wants to go over to that other ship and so he gets out because he's like, I'm gonna go home and see my daughter. And he's even talking about his daughter as he's getting out of there.
0: Okay, we're gonna have to talk about this. Yeah, again. Yeah, we're gonna break it. <laughs> down we'll later, have to it. Let's yeah. let's we're gonna take a break right now. We're gonna watch <laughs> the movie again, and then yeah. we'll come back and finish. All
1: right, that sounds great. All right, <laughs> and, okay, and we watched it. All right, okay, and we're cool. back, everybody. <laughs> yeah. no, I'm just kidding. We no, can move on. We can move no, on.
0: No, and that's totally fine. We're 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 done here. But uh, if yeah. I had to rate this thing, I I liked it a lot. I, okay. I give it an 85. I think if I were invested more in the characters, I would have even rated it higher. But I would give it an 85, so i would be.
1: Yeah, and we can. I think we can agree on the fact that there was just some mischaracter. There was some missed opportunity for characterization.
0: Yeah, so absolutely.
1: We can disagree and agree on certain yep. scenes and how they played <laughs> out. But either way, we
0: feel the same on that metric. It's all good. So One that point. is it. That is it for our uh, reviews. Cool. Um, I'm gonna eat my red vines now. Yes, you <laughs> eat your red vines. We are unofficially sponsored by them and yeah. the croix. I'm gonna
1: try not to chew into the mics. it's Sounds okay. really awful.
0: Sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, if you haven't had a chance to find us on the social media. Is, um, whether it be Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, at Real Review Media. And that's R E E L as in film reel or fishing reel, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, find us. Uh, also, our website. Email us. Let us know if you have any questions. If you disagree with us, if you agree with us, whatever it may be. All right. Uh, do that. Make it happen. Uh, anything else you'd like to add? I'm good. No? Red vine. We're good. Got your yeah. red vine? <laughs> you want there you go. <laughs> yeah, I'll take your red vine. Cool. Right. Sounds like a good plan. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. And it's been real. It's been real.